0: There, you cinematographers,
1: fantasy cinematographers, How fantasy cinematographers. Oh my god! I forgot just any old yeah, cinematographers. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: just fucking bullshit, isn't it? Like, it's yeah. Just, what are you just gonna fucking make a movie? I'm gonna make yeah, the go Avengers? Like anyone
1: cares? To make, you, yeah.
0: you don't belong
1: into the Mac Star Band. Wars or some shit. Oh just fantasy. God.
0: Well, gentlemen. Congratulations to making it to week 8. You uh you're coming up on what we call the rival week. It's uh the essentially what we assumed would be the closest matchups at the beginning of the season. And uh I mean we ended up being pretty right. You'll get the lines, but it was uh it was pretty good. Justin did a great job on this. But listen, before we even get into anything, we've got a we've got some sad news. Obviously, Drew and I uh, were on the podcast alone. And uh, that's because two of our hosts, they were, I mean, they broke down. They couldn't do it. And uh, we're all kind of mourning the loss of Joe's Primo's team. It was tough. It's tough. It tough. Was tough. Uh, but, you know, to kind of, I guess, bring us all together, a moment of solidarity. Alex, the owner and GM of Joe's Primo's team, has provided us a eulogy for his 2022 squad. I'm going to just play the clip now.
2: This was supposed to be Joe's Primo Team rage session, but I think considering the events of this past weekend, it makes more sense to turn it into Joe's Primo Team in memoriam, where we recognize the players that we've lost this year, just this past week. First, Matt Ryan benched for the season and not only benched for the season not even benched for the backup quarterback that we have rostered in nick Foles. next we remember mac jones who started the season so promising only to get injured and then replaced by a fourth round rookie <clears throat> named bailey Zappi. we also remember breese hall the rookie who tore his acl this weekend an innocuous play that looked like he might have gotten a concussion. Much to my dismay, it was the knee injury. We also remember Amon Ross St. Brown, who went down after one catch this past weekend with a concussion. Coming back, we're not sure when. We also remember David Njoku, someone who I had high hopes for as a piece to flip with trade value as playoffs approach. But instead, he's out for the next three to five weeks and has tanked his value. Lastly, we remember Ezekiel Elliott. While Zeke has been a, former, a shell of his former self most of this season, he has still been a reliable source of points for Joe's primo team. However, now we see that Zeke is not even practicing this week because he has a sprained knee. Rest in peace, Joe's primo team. You flow too close to the sun, and now your season is over.
0: Thank you for that moment of
1: silence. Beautiful words for beautiful men.
0: Gentlemen, there but by the grace of fate go I, right? That could be any one of us. At any moment, you could lose five starting members of your team and the season is done. And so just be thankful where you are right now, right? Whether you're (laughs) three and four or four and three, maybe even two and five, but you still have hope. Alex's hope has been ripped away from him. And that is the true horribleness of fantasy football. So just take a moment just to be thankful for what you have. And now let's begin to curse all of our bad luck for, you know, not having another touchdown and not being able to win <laughs> the side pod, because I'm still kind of bitter how he got Kittle, Kittle one over. Kelly. I mean, <laughs> not, not
1: that I of all the things, give the man a break. Give the man just a little, little break. I think the most brutal aspect of this, I mean, is it, obviously Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall is just like, you have this young stud, that's the worst. But having Matt Wright, then having his back, doing the right thing, go and get his back up. <laughs> and then sixth round Sam Eilinger, jumping him in the last two weeks and now starting for the
0: rest of the season. That is just salt in the wounds.
1: Well, uh, well
0: I of- mean, really... The most painful part about Brees Hall, though, is that this is the second time this has happened to Alex because he also lost Cam Akers yeah. just last year. I mean, yeah. after the incredible start, rookie start, had all the promise in the world, then to tear what? It was an Achilles injury, right? Yeah, it was Achilles. an Achilles.
1: But, and, I mean, it's just brutal. And then you add on top of it that for Brees Hall, you're like, oh, well, at least... He's got Michael Carter, the backup, and the Jets go, and maybe a good segue to all of the news in general and trade for James Robinson, thinking Carter's value as an RB, possibly fringe RB1. um, He'll still get points, but you you don't get the workhorse that you kind of hope you could at least replace the talent with some carries. I couldn't imagine. I don't think there ever has been a worse weekend for one team in fantasy football. I don't think it's possible.
0: And I mean, fan, uh, fancy footwork was up there. I mean, we won for fancy footwork. He lost like two players and then, you know, lost another one very rapidly after that in uh, Javante Williams. And yet, nothing, nothing, nothing on what has just happened to Joe's Primos team.
1: Nothing like it. Uh, and then, yet,
0: he still won, beating Mike Ryan 103 to 71. I mean, honestly, what do you do from now on? Uh, do, you, do you try? Is he even going to pay attention? Does he try to go like you said? He doesn't have his first round pick, so might as well keep trying just to, I guess, hurt you as much as possible. I I, I don't know, because obviously that first went to you in the Mac Jones trade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a he had, had a bad enough did weekend. Once
1: I once I saw Mac Jones kind of I mean, that was another thing that he didn't even touch there was Mac Jones like, well, he did touch on it. Uh, but almost getting benched. It looks like he's gonna start this week. I, I, I wish him well. I hope he bounces back, but doesn't have his first round pick. Um, and and I don't think you know you're taking to to up your second round pick. You can like there's it's a deep draft. So maybe maybe you do that and try to get a higher second round pick. Yeah. But uh but man, that it's worst case scenario for a team that was built so well and so scary, right? When you have two young studs like Brees Holland and Monroe St. Brown. Um, you have two quarterbacks and you have a uh, solid play. You have Cooper, Cooper Cup, right? And, and you have George Kittle turning the corner. You think you're going to, you, this team could compete for this. <laughs> He's five and two. This team was definitely in the top echel- upper echelon of our league um, and definitely had a chance to win the championship this year. And uh, now it doesn't.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a brutal, brutal loss. All right. So let's move on to kind of talk about some of the games this week. I'm just going to go briefly over some of the interesting ones. Vienna Rams losing to you, Darnstown, Drews, 134 to 92. Obviously, very impactful for Dave. He goes to three and four now. Honestly, a couple more losses in a tough division, and he misses the playoffs for the first time since the inception of the league. I mean, this could be groundbreaking Uh, i don't know if there's really much more to say to this than shocking um you know the next i think interesting matchup was philly citywide versus the best TDs. the best TDs for all intents and purposes were tanking drew like this
1: no no this this, pathetic this is the most pathetic outcome of the week
0: not starting uh, starting carson wentz with zero points matthew stafford was on bye. also got zero points Yet, just huge gains from uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Jalen Waddell, and of course, what all what seems to be in these upsets, the biggest factor is 12 points from the kicker, 13 points from the defense, 25 yeah. overall compared to 9 with Brett Maher and Jacksonville Jaguars only getting Kyle O'Brien 9 points. I mean, this is one of my problems, and we've talked about this before, one of my problems with kickers and defense is, it's really hard to predict what they're going to do. I mean, that's true of any position, but really true of uh, defenses and kickers.
1: Yeah, my, my, and my thoughts: on these, first of all, uh, we we got word from Tyler that Keith was was intentionally not doing that. This so there was thought that went into this. You you going up against a team that's put up forty points. You gotta you gotta put a little bit more thought if you think you're you're going to try to throw a game or something. Uh, but he's setting his lineup this week. But if you think you're throwing a game. Put some thought into it. You have to really try. Sometimes, like people, sixty points is could could win a game. So you can't be starting Jalen Waddle and David Montgomery and and Debo Samuel if you think you're you're gonna lose. Um, and one note on Dave, I I do think he's in a in a tough spot. Yes, but um, I think even if he loses this week, he's got a pretty good shot at making the playoffs. If you look at his upcoming schedule, it's doable he's in trouble he's gonna to have to win some games and he can't have some clunkers against a team that kind of has those defenses and kickers that go off and put them in contention that's how it could happen um he definite big game for him this upcoming week um but you know he's going up against the hottest team in the league so not a huge shocker uh,
0: the next game that is relatively interesting was nachos losing to the lucha the lucha having a huge comeback on monday comeback. night Definitely, the biggest uh, reason for that was Justin Fields running it very well, getting the Luchadors twenty-three points, uh, and then of course eighteen points from the kicker. Uh, that always helps. That um,
1: does help. More <laughs> field goals will get you there.
0: For for Tim, <laughs> I was really hyped about Christian McCaffrey going to San Francisco. Obviously, you know you don't really look at this stat line and be like, "This is." indicative of what's going to happen right um he was just like got into 49ers two weeks ago or two days prior to the game starting and still netted a completely acceptable stat line right like over four yards a carry two catches for 24 yards that's only going to improve as he gets more used to Shanahan's system but yeah I I don't know I mean Tim could not lose this matchup if he wanted to you know, no,
1: and and that's why an I'm not
0: matchup. sure.
1: I understand. It seems like he set a lineup, and you got to pay attention. Um, James Robinson was clearly on on the outs. Put your quarterback in, um, um, over over Robinson. Um, I think that was a mistake. And then you know AJ Green also another player that's barely got. I don't even know if he has ten points on the season. It's close um and and so what's he doing in there put in Tra- traquan smith get some points and you would have won this game um so some mistakes were made um there and maybe I, don't check your lineup interrupt
0: you man i i don't think it was a mistake to sit james robinson i mean like we did not know that he was going to Get zero carries. And obviously, we know in I, hindsight now that he was going to get traded, which is why he didn't th- th-
1: th- get th- th- Thoroughly disagree uh, on that. I think yeah, I had made some attempts to go for ETN. If you looked at the snap counts, if you looked at the usage, um Robinson was clearly not just a committee anymore there. It was clearly much more of an ETN focus. Robinson gets some carries, but if you get, looking, carries you get 10 carries for Robinson and not a guy 10 and 12, if you get 10 and 12 carries compared to starting a quarterback I don't think you do it anymore I think you did that when you thought Robinson had a, had a higher ceiling then you start Robinson I think if if not you don't start the running back just hoping he gets in the end zone and gets you 12 points I, I think you just start the quarterback um, I, I think you're much more likely to get the same floor and a higher ceiling um, even if it's not a good quarterback so so I disagree there um, but I understand like no Robinson was not going to get zero carries. that's not what I meant but it, he was definitely not a split share it was definitely more etn focused um of late and he had been getting much higher and higher snap counts um if you if you looked at it and and so i wasn't surprised to see him um kind of fading over the past four weeks
0: um all right so the next uh, interesting matchup and i think probably the most important matchup that happened was breezewood nuts losing to the punskatani pensive par- parakeets 88 to 69 this is a pretty shocking development because while both had the same record i believe it was in terms of points scored the nuts had probably 100 points over the parakeets but i mean just talk about a team that just fell apart Tannehill and golf combined for five points that's not good um, so it'll be very interesting to see how the Nuts move forward. Uh, uh, their core team of uh, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill looks still very strong, but Leonard Fournette, their quarterbacks, Dante Pettis, obviously kind of concerning. So we'll have to see what happens with them moving forward. But uh, definitely for me as a cartographer, is glad to have a little bit of breathing room um, with them going to four and three. Let's move on to the next line of our conversation. Drew, what is that? What are we doing now? I think we look at uh, some of the bigger
1: kind of blowouts of of the game, of the week, just kind of run through them real quick. Uh, streets meets uh, took on a, a much gamer fantasy footwork this week, putting up 99 points, um, getting Dak Prescott back gets you there, but still not enough to, to go up against the, the second-highest scoring team in our league, Streets meets cartographers blowout um the home run hitters, no surprise there. Frederick's Cubs uh blow out the Eagle's Cannons. again. No surprise there.
0: All right, then should we get into what is the main topic of this podcast?
1: I think we should.
0: I, I think mean, Drew, we have strong opinions, don't we? We we, we would say we we are <laughs> strong opinions. We believe that we are right. We're willing to defend we're right. We're willing to provide as much solid reasoning as we can to support whatever the opinion that we have is. But it sometimes that so. leads us
1: astray. Sometimes it leads us astray. I don't I don't think it just led us astray with this particular opinion. It led a lot of people in the fantasy world astray. But there was a trade that happened this offseason.
0: There was a trade. And do you remember do you remember this trade? Hey, you know what? I remember this trade. Can I can I just read you out some numbers, yeah, similar to like lost, right? Like what? What could they mean? You're gonna have to tell me what they mean. All right. All right. Three, three, eleven, three, zero, nine, three. What does that mean to you? I think you add them all up and you get
1: what you expected would be one week of Kyle Pitts production going into the season. That's correct you add all that up you thought maybe he's going to have some games maybe more than quite a significant amount more than all of that combined is that
0: what you were getting at i was getting at that that's exactly what i was getting at those are the point totals of kyle pitts combined all together you get one really good game out of your tight end i think maybe even kyle pitts had a game that equaled that last year but this year not so much The man has struggled, whether it's Mariota, whether it's the fact that he does not have talent yet to be decided. However, we owe uh, Chad an apology. We're sorry. So far, and this pains me to say, because I still think... Nope. Nope, Byron. Nope. No. don't, Don't go there. I was...
1: What, what What? this just this it out i was wrong oh oh it's so painful oh. to say it's so painful to say um i mean there's a clear winner in that trade at this point it doesn't almost matter what he got back i mean it is hard to quantify how much of a colossal disappointment kyle pitts is and for dynasty league he has gotta be one of the biggest colossal disappointments you don't see a tight end put up a thousand yards his rookie year it's and ne- then it's
0: never been done it hasn't been done since and 19- he's gonna
1: 62. be under
0: Mike 400
1: Dickens. this year uh is what you're telling me for his whole season <laughs> like um it's ridiculous but the, the the really the really heartbreaking thing about this byron and you know this the worst part of this is week two i came on to the podcast i sent you a little a recording a recording that i remember we kept saying we're going to wait we're going to wait i had an advertisement i had, byron should we just
0: should we yeah, just break let's, it let's, out let's play the we'll play the advertisement now really it's only making fun of us
1: it's only totally making fun. But of but you us. know what
0: we'll, we'll play the advertisement now
1: feeling frisky well, come on down to the red-light district in Maniunk. It's the best-kept secret in bumfuck Pennsylvania. We've got only the finest ladies of the night that will rock your socks off. What's your flavor, daddy-o? How about a six foot six bombshell that runs a sub 4, four forty? She puts the tight in tight end and can be yours for two seasons for just $10 and whatever you got packing on that bench of yours. Because in Maniunk... They don't call us the loose cannons for nothing. Yeah. It turns out Kyle Pitts really was a cheap, cheap whore. He really was. I don't know how wrong the advertisement is now. He is worth every penny of that for a quick light. Just in, out, done with it. Get him out of your lineup. On to the next one. Oh, I was, been, I've been waiting, Byron. I have been waiting week after week. Can you and know, I, I like, told
0: you I was like, I was like, we can't do it until the blow up game. Like, you're right, the blow up game. We couldn't do it.
1: We couldn't do it until the blow up game, and it never happened. And then the one little kind of fake game that he had, right, where he had five catches for seventy four hours, I was like, that, that's not it. That's not a real game. He hasn't arrived. He's going to keep going. He did not.
0: Well, that it's it's brutal. Um, Congratulations, Chad! Not only did you end up winning that trade, even if the logic was horrible. I'm sorry, horrible. uh, (laughs) Even though you ended up you won that trade, not even if you you could have gotten way more. Got yourself a Lave, who honestly you should never have gotten at nine. But the fact that you did is is amazing. So congratulations, you've won.
2: Don't turn around and trade a Lave.
0: For nothing, from, from screaming out our points and whatnot, um, uh, and not only that. I just want to be clear that I put my money where my mouth is. I reached out to Dave. You know, I tried to trade him Kelsey for tried a bit? to Trade him Kelsey, Brandon. I was trying to get myself Jameson Williams as well, but uh, you know, in classic Dave fashion, wouldn't wouldn't budge, wouldn't budge. And this was like four or five weeks in too. So uh, now, I'm really now I might take it now. Do that.
1: He might take it now.
0: <laughs> he might take it now. Especially with that, Williams is out for another month out of another month. He's a next
1: year, he's a next year, he's a next year. He's always maybe a playoff thing. Who knows, depending on his lineup and how he does. All right, all right, yeah. Let's go ahead.
0: We've talked too much about how we may or may not be wrong. I've already forgotten that segment, Drew. Um, we got a very close matchup, like I said at the beginning. We only have, usually we have a couple of teams, like one team that's a spread over 30, you know, couple 20s, couple, like maybe three or four teams. And then at the very least, maybe two spreads over like around two points, very two close matchups. This week, we've got four matchups under 10 points and the rest are under 20 points. It's a close week. The closest maybe we've had on record. Uh, so I'm kind of excited to get into it. First yeah. week, first matchup is our, our worst, our, our biggest spread difference. And that is Darnstown Druce versus Fancy Footwork. But, I mean, the spreads for Fancy Footwork over the past, what, three or four weeks have been 20, 30 kind of a point of fairs. Not anymore. The man has come back, and he's a little intimidating.
1: Yeah, no. Um. And we didn't go over it in the news that this would have been a this probably would have been close to a single-digit matchup if DK Metcalf was playing, right? Um, probably, probably single digits actually, right? That's like twelve points, and he doesn't really have anyone to replace him. Dak Prescott's back, Kirk Cousins is playing, right? So Travis Etienne is starting to blow up. If you had DK Metcalf, this team all of a sudden is the type of team that's going to catch some people. Still can when you have Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins, you can win a game, right? And you can you can beat the spread. That's whatever this one is. What's the spread on this one?
0: The spread. Is 17 points.
1: Yeah. That's it. It's it's possible
0: favorites. So let me ask you right now, looking at the matchup, you're in it. Who are you taking?
1: I think I'm going to cover. Um, I I think I just get consistent points up and down the lineup. I think when you're putting up two roster spots that are, are likely in the zero range and another one that's likely five or under and Keontae Ingram likely Um, maybe, maybe he gets to seven, eight, Um, it's hard to find those points. Darren Waller has not uh, done anything. He might be out this week again. So um, it's, it's hard to find, it's hard to find points um, to make all of it up. I, I think he's got a chance for a couple of big games and get into the 60, 70, 80 range. And if I have one of my worst weeks, I think I'll still be in the, the high nineties. So.
0: Yeah. I, I'm feeling like that as well. Uh, just give me, uh, give me Drush on this one, but I'm not confident enough. To, not lock uh, to put 15 points on it, you know? It's just not, not a lock-in. Not going to lock it. I got,
1: you, you, when Austin Eckler's out of my lineup, my team is not nearly as scary. I mean, Austin Eckler just
0: puts a 40-bomb on you. There's yes. not much he can do. When he puts up the same amount of points as four other players on your <laughs> squad. It's, it's pretty brutal. Uh, Breezewood Nuts versus Maniuk Loose. Oh, excuse me, actually, Mike Ryan versus the best TDs. Uh, I've got Mike Ryan as 15-point favorites on this. We were talking earlier that Keith was, from what Tyler told us, that he was trying to tank. Well, apparently Keith, after that win, has you know revised his strategy moving forward. He is uh, fielding a competitive team this week.
1: He he is, Um, and and hopefully, you know, Mike Ryan makes some lineup changes this week um, and and put some players that are uh, that are you know Cooper Rush is not playing anymore, so so take him out. Um and I think you could have put in, like, a, a Kendrick Bork who didn't do anything last week, so it wouldn't have mattered, right? He didn't really lose any points, but you, you might as well have tried. um. But with that said, um, you look up and down at Gino's playing great, you know, and Mark Andrews is playing, eight, but 15 is a lot. 15's a lot, and I look at the TDs lineup, and I see Stafford, Drake, Montgomery, Samuel. I don't know if any of these players are out. I don't think so. So I I think he covers
0: uh I, not only that but i'm confident in mike ryan that i think this team not only covers wait actually you know what a huge point is this you know with mike, I, I actually mike, i actually meant, i actually met
1: with the mark, best td's covers
0: oh the uh, my bad my apologies uh, you know what then give me mike ryan but the thing that scares me the most is mark andrews has not yeah. played it's a thursday night game and a if he hasn't gotten night. time to recover I mean, he only got point four points for Mike last week. That's not what you're hoping from from the guy who can easily net you twenty points. Um, so, but I just like Mike Ryan's team in pretty much every other area outside of that potential threat. So, uh, I'll, I'll take Mike Ryan if you're taking uh, the best TDs. The next matchup we've got pains making nachos who are thirteen point favorites over the home run hitters. You know. The big factor here, and, you know, I don't think I factored this into the spread, is that home run hitters did not fill their complete lineup last week. They had uh, an opening in their flex spot, which is only possible if you do a trade, which he did. Um, I don't think he's filling that. I think he's tanking the rest of the season.
1: Well, he's filled it this week, right? Um, so, he? yeah, he's got London, Lockett, Marvin Jones, Naheem Hines, Kareem Hunt, Derrick Henry. Um, so he's got three running backs in there this week. Um, so it looks like he's going to go ahead and try what's the spread on this.
0: Well, he hasn't put in a defense yet. You're right that he did that, but he hasn't put it in a defense. So that's, it's interesting. Uh, the spread right now, I have Peyton's making nachos as, uh, 13 point. Yeah. 13 point favorites over the home run hitters. What do you got?
1: I'm taking Peyton's making nachos. I think, uh, you know, Daniel Jones is, is, Pretty doing pretty consistently okay for fantasy, so I'll we'll give you some points. I think McCaffrey is going to be a major piece this week and starting to be a major piece, even if going up against a tough run defense, it's McCaffrey he finds a way yep. to to get points. Um, and and then you know the wild card is Robinson's probably going to have a McCaffrey like week with a few touches and not a whole lot. Um, but Cooper's looked pretty good. Boyd looks like he's finding a rhythm with with uh, Burrow. Give me give me Payton's making nachos uh, to cover that by a little bit, just a little.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling very confident with Payton's Peyton, making nachos, even though they currently do not have a kicker on their squad that they can play. I assume that will be fixed this upcoming free agency, though they're not that many selections. Um, however. Derek Henry is the most intimidating thing about the home run hitters. Yeah. And they're playing the worst, the worst defense rush. Defense. In the worst rush. Obviously that could go very, very wrong. And uh, it's, it's not, wouldn't be the first time we see a 40 point game. Uh, and
1: 40 points will be enough to cover.
0: <laughs> next um, matchup we've got is Breezewood nuts versus Maniok loose Cantons. The nuts are 10 points. Favorite favors, favorites, excuse me. Favorites in this matchup. Who you got?
1: You know, give me the loose cannons uh, on this one. Um, I, I think Sam Island is going to come and be a little bit loose. He's probably going to throw a couple picks, but I think he's going to get up some get some yards, and I think he's going to get some touchdowns. Um, so I think he's going to have a decent stat line this week. Um, I, I think you know Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a great matchup, but he's got points up and down this lineup. Um, I don't like what I see out of the Bucks. Goff looks like he's back down to earth. Uh, Tannehill is probably going to have a, a fine day but i don't think as, as you said they're going up against the worst run defense in the league and they have derrick henry so i don't think he's going to be throwing up a monster day don't get me wrong i have no confidence in this i think breezewood nuts will win this game they still have the better players up and down their lineup um uh, i just think that loose cannons finds a way um to make this a nine point uh game
0: yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go. I- I'm very interested to see. We we've talked about um, Matt Ryan getting benched. Uh, Sam Ellinger. You know, I've actually never said the name out loud. I just, just typed it. Is it Ellinger? How do you pronounce? I it? always
1: said Ellinger. So Ellinger.
0: I- okay. Ellinger. Ellinger or Ellinger? I don't know. Ellinger. I should okay, know because
1: so I watched him at Texas. Like, but I don't. I don't remember.
0: Sam. I, I always
1: said Ellinger. So I don't. Ehringer?
0: Uh, well, uh, I'll obviously fuck it up regardless uh, what the correct pronunciation is. So, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm interested to see what he does. But Trevor Lawrence going against Denver terrifies me. And especially that going against Denver's, def- uh, excuse me, uh, that being a London game. I don't think that's going to go well. Give me the nuts on this. I think the Jared Goff and uh, Tyreek Hill put up a lot of points in that Miami-Detroits game and that pulls the nuts through that makes a lot of sense the next game let's go with the this is shocking to me that this matchup is as close as it is but the pensive parakeets versus the scrubs scrubs only a six point favorite that might be the lowest uh, outside of our matchup the lowest favorite total uh of the scrubs this year so who do you have in that matchup
1: What's the line again? You
0: just said it. Six points.
1: Just six, six points. Just six. I mean, it makes sense when you have Justin Herbert and Mike Williams is hurt, and Justin Herbert and both on by anyway. Um, I think there might be some lineup changes here, possibly. I think he's gonna debate Robinson and, and Hubbard. Uh, I think um there's one other area that he's gonna debate um at wide receiver, um, which I think I think Josh Reynolds is the right start. Um with that said, I I I think he covers. Um, I don't say that with a lot of confidence. Hopkins looks good. DJ Moore looks like maybe he's starting to turn it around. Mostert and Murray look like they're gonna give him consistent points and, and Murray can always blow up. And I think that's what it comes down to. Does Murray have a, a, a throwback game uh, at twenty-four for twenty-five points or not? Um but give me Saquon and Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, you know, give give me that. Give me Aaron Rodgers who's gonna to have to throw. They don't look good, but and it's not it's a the lowest scoring defense. In the, in the league so don't give me a whole lot of him but giving him to get some points and then jamar jamar chase going against cleveland i think has a huge game
0: yeah i'm gonna take the scrubs and they're gonna be my lock this week while i i can see it and i understand how this game could go wrong for the pair uh, or for the scrubs he's just on a roll. He's on a roll, and you know what? Give me the heater. Uh, I'll just, without even looking at the roster too hard, I say, you know, one good Jamar Chase game could easily pull him through this, right? Like, there's always that 50-point bomb yeah. Chase could to I, just crush anybody with, and there's very few players that could do there that. There
1: is one wild card in this game, um, and, and that's Tony Pollard, right? Uh, Zeke misses this game. It's very not hard to see Tony Pollard having uh, a huge game
0: um yeah. so and zeke um, is missing this game they they just I they just they announced, it. announced it i thought yeah. they were
1: saying he i thought he said he was going to try to play it i just looked at espn Ooh. and said he was going to try
0: oh okay maybe then i just saw the wrong thing i, I thought um, he he had some knee issue a new knee, issue, knee injury and he, he has was an, very like an, unlikely to play this
1: he has a knee sprain he hasn't practiced but he said he's gonna he says he hopes to play despite knee injury that's not a good sign mm-hmm. hope is hope is ephemeral but um he might but if he doesn't which which I think there are signs pointing to him not might not play. Polly could have a big week.
0: All right, next matchup, another six-point game. Streets meets are six-point favorites over Vienna Rams are the best. In terms of playoff consequences, this has a huge – this will have a huge impact moving forward, I assume. If Rams lose, if, if Dave lose here, they go three and five, that's, could that be the death now? I don't know. I don't think it's the death now.
1: Uh, Tyler, Scott, and I, uh, I kind of looked at the season and kind of pro- projected, what we kind of, and he's got some winnable games coming up. He, he could really go on a streak after this game. If he goes on, if he wins this game, I really think it puts him in a, in a good spot to make the playoffs. If he loses this game, he's on, he's on thin ice. Um, I don't think it, I don't think it's the death now yet. Um, but I, I do think it's, 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 a uh, kind of one of those games that you're really hoping, um, if you're, if you're the Rams are the best to get in the, get in the win column, um, and, and make that division interesting, um, and, and beyond that make playoffs a little bit more likely with that said, I don't think he, I don't think he does it. I don't think he wins this week. Um, I, I don't trust Deontay Foreman to have a hundred yards again. He can do it. He He's not a terrible running back. He's just not, he's, he's just a journeyman running back. I I do trust Allen and Tua to put up bigger points. is going to put up bigger points, but I look at the other side and I just see Carr, Hurts, Chubb, Jacobs, CD Lamb, Davis, Pittman. I see a lot of points. I see a lot of points and I don't see him see him uh competing. It's a it's a good roster on Dave's side. It's the type of roster that can be scary. Um but I think I think Street is 5 and 2 in the second most points in our league for a reason. I'm going to go with them.
0: You know, I I say this game comes down to two things. How does Michael Pittman respond to the new quarterback? I think a quarterback that's willing to take more deep shots will absolutely help Pittman. Mount Ryan was just playing scared uh, and he's got an easy matchup. And again, the another big one is Tua versus Detroit, right? Tua definitely has shown us some big promise yet. We saw it last week. Tua got shut down. Like he, could not figure out after the first quarter what to do against the uh, sorry, forgetting the defense, which definitely hurts Pittsburgh. Point, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh's defense, which is not, you know, what it was. Now, uh, what that is not a very good defense, it's not so what it, it was,
1: it's still got some playmakers on it, but it's it's just not what it was. Yeah, so
0: very a kind of interesting development. So we'll see how it moves on. I, I think. I personally believe that Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill prop Tua up. I don't think he's actually that good of a quarterback. But, Me too. You know, we'll what do you find think? out at the Covers. end of the season. This is already a Mea Copa episode, what so do you I think? don't want to dig myself too much of a hole. But what do you I will think, take. Uh, uh, go ahead. I'm going to take Streets meets. I think they. Uh, I think they win. I think Rams are the best. Fall flat. What are we looking next, at next? Next matchup, we have my game. The Cartographers versus the Luchadors, and if you thought the Scrubs matchup was close, this is even closer. Cartographers only three-point favorites over the Luchadors. Um, Hmm. I think there's about a 200-point difference, maybe 150-point difference between our totals this season, but uh, Cartographers, without Mahomes and Kelsey, the two... The two main engines of their team, obviously bye weeks take a toll on all of us, but this one particularly hurts. Who you got, Drew? I
1: mean, this is, you know, what is scary about your team um, is that you have those two out and you still have two players that that look like they're 20 point players and Walker and Jefferson, um, to bolster your team up a little bit. Um, I'm guessing Wilson's gonna play this week. Um, and and you'll put him in there over Ripien. that doesn't mean much. Who knows? Will they ever figure it out? Some point, Jonathan Taylor's got to get right. Uh, with that said, on the other side of of the uh, the lineup, you you see why it's a close game. You got two quarterbacks to one. Uh, you got Curtis Samuel, who's probably higher projected now than he was. You got George Pickens, who had a good coming off a good game. I still think. Uh, I still think with the line this close, I'm going to go with the better team. Um, I think uh, Cartographers uh, covers. I know you're going to going to take jump at the opportunity to say you lose this week. Uh, To Lewisburg so I'm going to go ahead and take you.
0: If I couldn't lock my matchup, if I hadn't already used my lockup, I would use my lockup on this. Give me the Luchadors; they are fearsome. That coach, I mean, that I mean, the fourth quarter speech he gave. Absolutely, I mean, the man knows how to rally his troops
1: to to make Justin Fields come to to in the come through in the clutch.
0: But in, in all honesty, what I'm really interested in about as a, a quasi Dallas Cowboys fan is how Dallas uh affects Justin Fields. I mean that is no. a hard matchup for a normal quarterback, but let's face it Fields can't throw can't throw anyways. So I assume he's going to be running. He's dynamic as a runner. It's his best attribute. It looks like the Bears are finally using him in that respect instead of trying to turn him into Aaron Rodgers 2.0. Um so I I'm curious to see how Dallas responds accordingly like can they maintain putting a lot of pressure on him or will he be able to get out of the pocket and you know do damage yeah, I'm, plate, I'm
1: so. pretty confident in that cowboys defense getting a lot of sacks and getting a lot of turnovers. Justin Fields finds finds remarkable ways to take sacks. Even in that last game, he, he was right on the sideline, had like three seconds to throw the ball away, decides to turn it back in, then turn it back out, then find a way to get sacked. Um, I think it's gonna be a lot of sacks. I think it's gonna be some picks. I think it's gonna be a tough day, maybe a fumble. Um, I think it's gonna be a tough day at the office for Justin Fields. Um but we'll see.
0: and listen, this is this is our last matchup. And honestly, not really sure what to do about this because this is Joe's Primos team's matchup. He's playing citywide. I have the line at negative two right now. Now, this could go either way. Uh, Alex has not updated his lineup. I don't know if he will update his lineup. there's there's a chance that, you know, this week, just out of respect for the fallen players, he decides he's done with it, doesn't do anything, wouldn't be the first time. I don't think I'd, I'd blame him if he does. But again, we already talked about it. He doesn't have a first-round pick. He's got five, a record of 5-2. and two. He could still make it into the playoffs. It's still a possibility. What, what, what do you do? What, who are you taking on this matchup? Because I have no idea
1: i'm i'm gonna go ahead and take philly citywide and i'm gonna lock it in
0: yeah
1: um i i think yeah he's gonna probably maybe not even set sign up. uh if he does he's got you know a couple players to to throw in he's got gus edwards and cooper cup um to throw in but he's just got decimated up and down um he's got you know no like one quarterback who might play a series that get pulled. Who knows what's going to happen with Mac Jones. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that is just too chaotic to, to overcome. And he has his worst week of the season, no matter what he does. Um, and and go ahead and say Philly Citywide, starting a lineup, starting two quarterbacks, not a lot of great players up and down it, but some will get you points, finds a way to, to, to cover this by 15 in a very low scoring game.
0: Yeah, I think it all comes down to Lamar Jackson on this one, yep. assuming Alex plays his full on because he still has players, right? He still has Gus Edwards. He still has Michael Co- uh, My- Michael Carter. still has Cooper Cup. If I'm on Ross St. Brown, can play obviously a dynamic playmaker for him. But Devontae Barger is even making some plays. Like it's possible. I'm not saying it's likely, but it's possible. But even with that, give me citywide. I won't obviously can't use the lock, but. Uh, uh, Honestly, I, I'm offended that you used a lock on this game because this is this is such a bullshit. It could go any which way, matchup. It, it it
1: could, but we will see. All right, all right, um, gentlemen. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. A, yeah. Uh, just a, a quick update. Last week, a little consolation prize for Joe's Primo team. He won the side pot, um, and, and uh, has now won it two weeks in a row. Um, for a second there, I thought I started Joe Burr in the quarterback slot, and I sent that message out to you guys. I went to change my quarterback. Yesterday and put P.J. Walker in, and all of a sudden I looked like sorted it the right way when I went to change the lineup, and Joe burr was in my flex. So two weeks in a row, Joe's primo team um wins the side pot, a little consolation prize. This week is the closest player. uh I mean, the, the eight eight dollar under player who scores the most. I'm just gonna go first, so I get dibs on Jalen Hurts, and he's gonna do it because I think he will. <laughs>
0: All right, then uh, give me Justin Jefferson, right? Like, gotta go with your own player. Gotta gotta go with your own player. Hey, I'm
1: starting PJ Walker right now, just <laughs> to have a chance.
0: <laughs> um, and uh, all right, gentlemen. Usually we send you off with a fun Mike Ryan song, but today, again, out of sol- solidarity, we're going to have a 21-gun salute for the fallen heroes. Of Joe's Primo. Can we,
1: before you do mm-hmm. the 21 gun salute,
0: mm-hmm.
1: can we just do massive, massive shame bells one more time for Keith Thrash's lineup last week? I just, we didn't do the shame bell this week. We mentioned it. Whole lot of shame bells. Now, in solidarity, Joe's Primo team.